Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Master, live from Mass Robotics in Boston. Coming up, we're going to talk with the co-founder and president at Mass Robotics. He's also the co-founder and chief innovation officer at Vecna Technologies. Are robots coming for your jobs? And so what if that's happening? We'll talk about that in just a moment. First up, though, back to your top business stories and a look at the Friday trading session. Here is, once again, Charlie Pellet. Thank you very much, Carol Master. We have got 90 minutes to go ahead of the close here with the Dow. The S&P lower NASDAQ is higher. S&P on track for its first weekly drop in four. S&P down five now to 2389, down two tenths of one percent. April consumer prices and retail sales reports reinforcing expectations for tepid economic growth. Investors also remain focused on Washington. David Lefkowitz is equity strategist at UBS Financial Services. He was interviewed on Bloomberg Television and Radio. Percent or so. Markets know it's going to take some time for that to play out, uh, and there's and, and they're willing to wait till the end of this year before uh, before really passing a judgment on when and if tax reform is going to happen. Yeah. If we do get tax reform, though, I think there's upside. I think you know maybe an, another five percent. I think it's kind of symmetrical at this point: five percent up, five percent down. Nordstrom is not escaping retail's steady decline following peers in posting weak sales. Nordstrom down 10%. Also this morning, we heard from JCPenney. Its shares now down by 13%. Luxury jewelry company Tiffany is now facing criticism for a board marked by long tenures and a lack of diversity. CTW Investment Group, a union-affiliated firm that often takes up corporate governance issues, is calling on the New York-based company to consider more women and minorities. Candidates. Tiffany shares are up now by four tenths of one percent. Recapping SP down four, down two tenths of one percent. Gold up three sixty, the ounce up three tenths of one percent. Crude oil, little changed up one cent now, forty seven eighty four a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets live from Mass Robotics in Boston. I'm Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg. There's electric cars, cars. There's electric trains, trains. Here comes a robot with electric trains. So I asked earlier, are robots coming for your jobs? And so what if? Mass Robotics is helping to create and scale the next generation of successful robotics and connected devices. With us, with more on what Mass Robotics is doing and our world that's increasingly putting together man and machine, is Daniel Theobald. He's co-founder and president at Mass Robotics, also co-founder and chief innovation officer at Vecta Technologies. I want to talk about Mass Robotics, but what is Vecta Technologies? Vecta is an automation company that was founded with the idea of um, providing, uh, really empowering the human race with transformative technology. Um, we've really got a focus on what we do needs to make the world better. And um, we uh, believe strongly that technology should make life better for everybody here on the planet. And a lot of it has to do with manufacturing, what goes on in warehouses, and so on and so on. Like that. That's the scale you're looking at That's in right. a lot of ways. Yes, yeah, solving big problems that allow us to be more uh, efficient and effective as businesses, to compete, to meet ever-increasing customer expectations. Daniel, you've written about, I was kind of doing some research uh, earlier today, I mean, you've written about this whole idea of, you know, are robots going to replace humans? Uh, do we look at it in the wrong way? I think that this is a, a very important topic, and it's, it's easy to oversimplify it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, dramatize it, too. Or to dramatize <laughs> it. This is an issue that has gone back since the beginning of time. Um, you know, humans have used technology to improve life. And uh, that's always been the way it is. That's always the way it will be. At times, we we react to technology because it does change things and people don't like change. Mm-hmm. My hope is that we can figure out how to use technology to genuinely improve life for everybody on this planet and allow us to focus on more important things. What and I want to get to that. What does it mean for workers? Because like, I was looking at some research, and um, there's a McKinsey study out there that said about half of activities in the world's workforce could potentially be automated by adapting currently demonstrated technologies. PwC had some some research out concluded that about a third of the jobs in the U.S., Germany, and Britain could be eliminated by automation by the early 2030s. Uh, more, and they were focusing on transportation, storage, manufacturing, wholesale, and retail trade. Does that mean that there will be a lot of workers that won't have jobs? Well, what I, I don't know about that. What I do think it means is that the type of work that humans are doing is going to continue to change. That's that's always been the way it is. There's a a story I like to tell. I call it the Hoffman paradox. Um, uh, a researcher that worked uh, with me years ago came and said, "You know, when I was a child, my father set me aside, and he said, he said, when when you're an adult, you're only going to have to work four days a week because of automation and technology, and your kids are only going to have to work." Three days a week. And, and their yet. kids are only going to have to. Exactly. And, and that's not with, what actually ends up happening. And with a phone, I feel like we work seven days or eight days a week. 24-7. That's right. We can't get away from it. Um, and so that's why I call it the Hoffman Paradox, because that's not what actually happens in yeah. practice. But the the idea there is enticing. Can we actually use technology so that we spend more time doing meaningful things? We had a group of uh, investors from China who came by and China's interesting because um, in Japan as well, there's this huge issue, more so than America, about the aging of the workforce. Mm-hmm. And how do you take care of this older population when they're far fewer working age people? Right. They have been focusing a lot on the idea of can we build robots to take care of the elderly? And I feel like that is a little bit backwards. We want to use robots to do the boring the, the mundane, the dangerous things to free us up to spend more time to take care of each other. It would be great if we could spend more time taking care of our parents right. and, and, and that type of thing rather than running these rat race lives, chasing things, doing jobs that, you know, oftentimes aren't that fulfilling. I was recently out in Salinas County picking strawberries so that I could experience what that's like. I mean, a lot of people are upset that we're, you know, trying to use robots to pick strawberries. You don't want us pick strawberries. Right. It is horrible, horrible work. Nobody doing that job does it because they, they're fulfilled by it. They do it because they have to, because they don't have other options. So I think that's the important thing when we talk about jobs is we have to separate out the real issue of economic, uh, uh sustainability for families and how do they, how do they put food on the table? But make, we've got to separate that from what type of work should humans be doing? And can we use technology to get to a place as as a race, as a species right. that allows us to progress beyond, you know, the toil, toil to put food on our table. To get to a better place. Yeah. For everyone. Everyone. Right. And that's, that's the important piece, I think, is we need to figure out how to make it good for everyone. And you think technology can help us get there? Technology has demonstrated again and again the ability to improve life for everybody on this planet. 
um, educational opportunities, um, uh, you know, microloans to help people get business yeah. going, um, uh, you know, equality. You just name it. Technology has addressed these issues uh, in many ways. Just got 20 seconds left here. Mass Robotics, you guys, what are you hoping to do? Yeah, so the hope with Mass Robotics is to really help move the industry forward in a positive way that, that addresses these issues that we're talking about. Pre-competitive collaboration of robotics is a really important area. We need to work together. Yeah, it's it's important. These, I think, collaborative uh, platforms. You and I were talking before we got going about really kind of creating standards and protocols. Daniel, thank you, and thank you for inviting us here. My pleasure. Thank you for coming. Daniel Theobald, he's co-founder, president, of Mass Robotics, and also of Decna Technologies. It is time for a check on your world and national news headlines. Once again, we've got Nathan Hager in our 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nate. Hi, Carol. Thanks. The White House is denying President Trump asked then FBI Director James Comey for his loyalty. An associate of Comey's is confirming a report in the New York Times, though that the now-fired director was asked to pledge loyalty at a dinner back in January. On Twitter this morning, the president said Comey had better hope there are no tapes of their conversations, prompting this question for White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer. Are there recording devices in the Oval Office or in the residence? As I said for the third time, there is nothing further to add on that. Does he think it's appropriate to threaten someone like Mr. Comey not to speak? I, I don't think that's that's not a threat. He's simply stated a fact. The tweet speaks for itself. Uh, I'm moving on. Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee aren't moving on, though. They've sent a letter to the White House Council asking for copies of any White House recordings. No announcement expected today, but the European Union is concerned about a U.S. plan to perhaps expand a ban on in-flight laptops from parts of the Middle East to the EU. If the ban again gets brought to the to the European uh, departures into the U.S., that means the European U.S. airlines are going to have to spend some money here. So if they've got none, they're going to have to they're going to have to get capacity on the airplane to do it, or improve the capacity. It's Bloomberg Intelligence senior airline analyst George Ferguson. UK Prime Minister Theresa May says a cyber attack that's hit more than a dozen hospitals is part of a wider international attack. May says there is no evidence any patient data has been compromised. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.